Why, hey there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. You are listening to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today, I want to have a discussion with you about armrests. Are they a thing of the past? Or are they something that we should be optimizing for the future? Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. One element that I've always found to be very polarizing in the ergonomics community is whether or not you recommend armrests. And I was keenly reminded of two different options when it comes to the use of armrests on chairs. Those who insist that armrests must be attached on a chair and those who think that the best possible posture is attained when you're using no armrests. I'm sure that you've heard of this debate before. And I want to ask you, my friends, wherever you're listening, where do you stand or sit in the matter? Are you pro-armrests or are you against armrests? And to be honest, this is probably more of a gray area as I go through this research and personal experience that I found doing thousands of ergonomics assessments over the years. There are some folks that simply can't go without the use of an armrest. And there's been a considerable amount of research that has identified some key attributes for the positive use of armrests on the chairs. For instance, when I've done ergonomic assessments for those folks with balance issues or who are a little bit older, armrests have been found to be incredibly useful to get into and out of the chairs. But is that enough to say that armrests are completely warranted even if they cause hardships on other parts of the body? We know under optimal situations that armrests reduce the shoulder and upper back strain related to holding the upper extremities up. And the thing that armrests are really only useful for is, like I mentioned, under optimal conditions. What this means is to enhance the ergonomics of a setup, a neutral shoulder and elbow posture simply must be met. And if you've done any sort of research on the possibilities of armrests out there and the the upgrades that you can make for armrests, you'll know that these types of upgrades are absolutely necessary, especially if you are working with certain populations, a 5th percentile female compared to a 95th percentile male would have completely different shoulder breasts. And those upgrades, as we say about the chairs and the armrests, are absolutely warranted in these situations. 
Let's talk about neutral shoulder posture. And neutral shoulder posture is the best position possible to keep the shoulders relaxed. It's when the shoulders are not raised or depressed, nor is the upper arm flexed away, called abduction, from the user's torso. Instead, the upper arm is comfortably tucked next to the user's torso when they are working. Theoretically, this working posture will not expose that person to any ergonomic risk in developing an ergonomic-related injury, nor will it contribute to any pain or discomfort related to a past injury. As ergonomic assessors, our jobs are to be in an office to or be virtual, I suppose, today, and look at how to mitigate ergonomic risk. Plainly put, with armrests, ergonomic risk occurs when the optimal armrest positioning cannot be obtained. We start to get into some issues in most offices or procurement processes when they only have one type of chair available for all the staff members. And the interesting thing about chair design is that very rarely does one chair fit the majority of the working population. This presents a challenge for those people who are not considered to be average. That whole one-size-fits-all chair design usually misses a large portion of the population in the following ways. Let's first talk about scenario one. And I hinted at this at the beginning of today's podcast. For smaller or petite staff, there can be a substantial mismatch between the armrest placement and the shoulder width or breadth. Simply put, armrests are too wide for that person. When the armrests are too wide, this results in the outward flex shoulder position. This is considered to be an awkward posture and can be um, can result in or contribute to discomfort over time. And if you've ever done an ergonomic assessment before, you would know this is probably the most common type of issue that you see that can contribute to shoulder discomfort. The trick in this is how you resolve it in an appropriate manner, what types of adjustments are available, and what other things you can do to reduce this pain. Another thing that you might want to consider is that the additionally, the arm right armrest height adjustability can lack accuracy. So it results in awkward shoulder positions of either the shoulders being raised up or depressed. This can also be a reason why the person is complaining of discomfort. Usually on that fact too, there is a really clear indicator of investing in a nice chair. And this is a blanket statement. However, most of the time, those chairs that come at higher price tags usually have better features, one of them being the ability to adjust really well between the armrests and what would be a neutral shoulder and elbow position for that person. 
Um, lastly, let's talk about the armrest length. The armrest length can be too long. And this can prevent that person from getting as close as possible to the workstation. This increases the user's reach and it's considered to be negative as it con can contribute to shoulder awkwardness in addition to that person leaning forward. And that's a non-neutral back posture. To end today's podcast, I wanted to share a case study about armrest. And I've done work with a client recently that did not have optimally positioned armrest and was also complaining of shoulder pain. I also noted that the armrest length prevented my client from getting close to the workstation. We ruled out any outside causes to this pain and concluded that it must be a result of the non-optimal placement of the armrests. They were too wide for my client and also lacked accurate height adjustability. Normally, my client would say that she felt that she could only use one armrest at the time just because they were too far and too wide for her. Um, so she would lean on one rest, armrest or lean on the other for the support. There were three options that I suggested as a solution to my client. These options were either removing the armrest entirely, lowering them so they were out of her use, or replacing them with armrests that were both height and width adjustable. After much thought on the pros and cons of each approach, because this is not a black and white situation, because as ergonomists, we can think that a certain type of solution may fit our clients. However, so much of the positives of any solution is whether or not that person sticks to the habit. So that person that we're seeing, that client, they are the expert in how they work. That's why we're talking to the expert. So we want to be able to put them in a position that they can succeed. So after our pros and cons and that discussion, we decided that replacing the armrest with a more adjustable armrest was the best option. It was not as complex as my client originally thought to replace the armrest, and she found an alternative armrest that met our metrics on her chair's manufacturer's website. After following up with my client several months after the assessment, she reported that the armrests were incredibly useful and reduced her shoulder pain substantially. And just so that we're all clear, folks, that ideal armrest would have the height, width, forward to backward slide, and inward outward pivot. So there's a lot of features that you can look for in an armrest for your client. As ergonomics consultants, you got to have the tools of the trade, not only knowing the content on how to do really good ergonomics assessments, but how to market it. So that's why I want to give you your free marketing and selling ergonomics guide. Give you a foundation how to get started with this. All you have to do is go to ergonomicshelp.com slash boost 
and I'm going to show you how to get more paying customers for your ergonomic services. So head to ergonomicshelp.com slash boost today to get started.